This episode of Tech News Day is sponsored by ExpressVPN and by Caviar. What are NFTs? Okay, here we go. Uh, so yeah. what they are, it's well, a non-fungible... We're not going to explain it again, oh, guys. Okay. Just just go watch our previous videos about it, which are on our... You can find them. Yes. Anyway. All right, now that you've done that, <laughs> your next question might be, are NFTs the future of art collecting? And uh, it's way too early at this point to really know either way, but uh, the owners and creators of NFTs certainly hope so. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're paying $69 million for a Beeple JPEG, you're making a big bet that that JPEG is going to uh, retain or even increase in value over time, and that NFTs are not some fad, because that would be an expensive mistake to make. And now, in addition to the legitimacy that NFTs have gotten from being auctioned off for tons of money at auction houses that usually sell more traditional physical art, another sign that NFTs really are art is that people are stealing them. Yes. Um, I just want to kick in here (laughs) really quick and say... We know you're tired of hearing about NFTs. So am I. It's the only thing that's going on. Look, this has dominated the tech news cycle for the past couple of weeks. Everything's crypto. Everything's NFTs. Yeah, you're tired of it because we we weren't the first to break the news on it, but we were one of the first, like, news channels to really talk about it Mm -hmm. as far as... So now everyone's like, okay, look, this is tech news. It's going to be happening for a while. We are sorry. Bear with us. Mm -hmm. Now, previously... Art theft involved breaking breaking into museums in the middle of the night and snatching paintings off the wall to sell to rich weirdos on the black market. But with NFTs, it's actually a bit less complicated and also way less cool. From Vice, hackers took over multiple accounts on the digital art marketplace Nifty Gateway this weekend, stealing hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of NFTs or non-fungible tokens. The company says that users not enabling two-factor authentication is to blame. On Sunday, several Nifty users on Twitter posted that they'd been targets of fraud on the platform. One claimed that someone accessed his account, first sold all of their NFTs, and then bought more than $10,000 worth of NFTs, and then transferred them to another account. Another said their account was hacked to buy $20,000 worth of NFTs and steal another $150,000 worth from their collection. These users said the charges went to their credit cards. Nifty Gateway has long advertised the ability to simply purchase NFTs with a credit card rather than using cryptocurrency. Yeah, this is uh, your your convenience. Not so convenient anymore. Yeah. And uh, yeah, not having two-factor authentication enabled for accounts containing tens of thousands of dollars worth of property and also tied to your credit card, that's a pretty amateur mistake. Yes. And uh, that appears to be the reason behind this, not any sort of breach of Nifty Gateway itself, or at least that's what they're claiming. Uh-huh. Um, what's especially frustrating, though, for the victims of this NFT thievery is that there really isn't much that can be done. And an that's, expensive lesson. And that's by design. Yeah. Uh, Nifty Gateway has reversed the purchases that the thieves made with people's credit cards, but the art that the thieves sold is gone forever, despite the fact that the victims can see exactly who owns it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one victim, Michael Miraflor, wrote on Twitter, Update. Looks like I can't get my NFTs back. Even though fraud has been confirmed, and I know exactly where my NFTs are sitting at this very moment. Hacker wins. Secondary market purchaser wins. I lose. Going to explore other options if I can. Doesn't sit right with me. Look, this, this, I, Of course it doesn't sit right with you, but yeah, that's pretty much, that's all there is to it. Really sucks for this dude, but you would assume that because of all of this, that one particular, whatever number mint it is in the order, known as the stolen one, will probably increase in value based on the media coverage surrounding uh, yeah. it. Art becomes more expensive when there's a story behind it. <laughs> I, I mean, it's... The, the, this is so wild. It, it, 
say what you want about the stupid NFT shit. Mm-hmm. It really does covering this bring me back to a simpler time of Tech News Day that long forgotten in the in the past four or five years. We used to talk about like dumb shit like this yeah. instead of the fact that Facebook is causing mass casualty events in different countries. Yeah. So you know what? I actually appreciate it. Yeah, it's fun. I. <laughs> NFTs are funny and 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 therefore good, I guess. Yeah, but hey, look on the bright side. Uh, on the bright side, NFTs are literally just tokens representing ownership. And if you really miss those JPEGs and animated gifts that were stolen from you, you can still go look at them online, uh, and uh, you can even right click and save them onto your computer <laughs> or your phone to look at them whenever you want. Uh, assuming, of course, that you actually like the art. I have a, a, a on my phone a Mad Dog Jones uh, NFT. I didn't pay for it. But it's my phone background now. Yeah. Wow, it's crazy. It was free. I feel like I'm stealing, yeah. but I'm not. <laughs> I'm getting away with it. Ugh. Anyways, last week we talked about the brands getting in on the NFT craze with Taco Bell auctioning off a bunch of taco-themed gifts on NFT website Rarible. And uh, we regret to inform you that the brands are at it again. There are There is no sign that they will be slowing down no. on any of this. no. Uh, it's actually quite appropriate uh, following Taco Bell's NFTs. There's now uh, Charmin toilet paper <laughs> NFTs because Taco Bell and taking a shit go hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. You First you eat the taco, then you take the shit. And realistically, perfect. these things are worth as much as toilet paper. <laughs> and, and if you look at last year, this week last year... Toilet paper was as rare yeah. as these NFTs. If you miss the, the glory days of early COVID when uh, toilet paper was currency, now, yeah. now you, you, can, can, you can relive that by exactly. hoarding virtual toilet paper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, you heard that correctly. Charmin toilet paper NFTs. Yeah. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. And here's the description on Rarible. Introducing NFTP, the world's first non-fungible... Fuck. Now you said it. You got to live with it just like I did. The world's first non-fungible toilet paper. Toilet paper. By Charmin. Yeah. We're always looking for new ways to help you enjoy the go, whether you're sitting on the toilet or participating in the crypto economy. Mm -hmm. So we created these beautiful virtual rolls to add to your digital supply. Each roll comes with a physical display, so you can hang your NFTP in your bathroom alongside your IRL rolls. <laughs> Wipe your ass with it. And all proceeds will be donated to Direct Relief as okay. part of our ongoing efforts to improve the lives of people impacted by poverty or emergency situations around the world. See, like, okay. this is cool. I like the the, the charitable aspect. Uh, Nifty is doing another one where all of the artists involved, all of the proceeds and profit are going to, uh, what do they call them, like eco-credits? Mm. Carbon emissions credits or something yes, like that? Uh, yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The, the artist uh, should get paid, mm. but there's going to be a lot of resale markets, so maybe that's where they get their profit from, and the initial goes to offsetting carbon emissions that probably wouldn't exist in the first place, yeah. but it's offsetting them. Yeah. I fixed the problem that I created. Oh, look at this. I'll just put this over here. <laughs> uh, anyways, there are five NFTPs currently on sale on Rarible. And yes, they are all toilet paper themed. And two are animated GIFs. Three are still images of rolls of toilet paper with some flowery design elements added. And uh, all five are stupid and ugly. <laughs> uh, currently, this seizure-inducing NFT uh, is going for 1.1 Ethereum or around $1,950 uh, $1, or who knows. By the time we put this video up, it could have changed. Yeah. $2,500 or 1500 you don't know. You don't know. That seems like a lot of money for a shitty animated gift sold by a toilet paper company, but uh, hey, just imagine how much it'll be worth in a few years' time. Yeah. I was there. <laughs> Grandson, I'm going to give you my Charmin toilet paper NFT. Mm-hmm. You can use that to pay for college. It's worth a million dollars now. Uh, you could use it to pay for college, but I mean, if you hold on to it, 
Yeah. You never know. It could keep going it's up. It's our nest egg. Yeah. And then it becomes essentially worthless because no one ever cashes it in. Yeah. yeah. Well. Like with a lot of family heirlooms that are passed down. Hey, this is worth a lot. Don't sell it. Don't sell it. I will haunt you from the fucking grave if you sell this Adirondack chair. If you sell my toilet paper GIF, I will haunt you. Mm -hmm. Anyways, another fun NFT news, um, something that gets brought up a lot when discussing this topic, is that there's no real requirement that the person minting and selling NFT art even created it in the first place or has the rights to be selling it. Yeah. There's been tons of documented cases of people just stealing artwork off the internet and selling it as NFTs without the original artist's permission or even knowledge. Mm -hmm. And once an NFT exists, it's basically out there forever. Uh, well, in a similar vein, Indie video game creator Jason Rohrer recently pissed off a bunch of artists by uh, putting their art up for auction as NFTs without their permission. Way back in 2012, Jason Rohrer commissioned a bunch of pixel art for his multiplayer game, The Castle Doctrine. In the game, these art pieces are literal wall art for your character's house, and there's only one of each artwork in the game world. So it makes sense that Rohrer would want to cash in on this NFT craze with this huge collection of art that he owns, uh, which functions similarly to in the game to how NFTs do. Now, the problem is... None of these artists have ever agreed to have their art sold as NFTs, since NFTs didn't exist in 2012. They made art for a video game, and now a lot of these artists are kind of pissed off that the creator of the game is cashing in on their work like this. Yeah, it's, it hasn't gone over well. No. Uh, voice actress Ashley Birch, who created one of the pieces, told Kotaku, I definitely did not consent to him selling the art as an NFT. I mean, it was years ago, and the understanding was that it would be a piece of art in the game. That's it. Definitely did not foresee this particular development. Uh, another one of the artists, uh, Andy Nealon, told Kotaku, I am not a fan, to put it mildly, but I am deeply opposed to the current trend towards artificial scarcity of digital objects for numerous reasons. The fact that this selfish techno-anarchist move is also causing unprecedented environmental damage in a time when we need the opposite just solidifies my stance. I couldn't care less whether Jason claims ownership over my infinitely replicable digital art, but you can see that for me, being at all involved with the enormous scam and betrayal of humanity that the blockchain represents, that's simply a step too far. <laughs> So he's not too happy about this. Yeah. Uh, well, Jason Rohrer, he is within his rights to do this, but he at least took down a few of the pieces from his auction site after the artist complained. Uh, the funniest thing about this, though, seems to be that despite Jason Rohrer describing the artist as personal friends in Twitter posts about this, it seems like a lot of these people actually fucking hate him. <laughs> yeah. uh, from Kotaku, Cannibalt and Overland developer Adam Saltzman described the NFT auction as, quote, a lose-lose proposition for me in the short term. Either Jason does more gross public shit using my art, or else I have to, like, talk to Jason and spend some of my life doing that, which also sucks. Uh, that's what Saltzman told Kotaku in an email. Seems like this would have been probably solved if this person had the basic decency to contact the artist yeah. and say, look, hey... There's this craze right now. People are buying a lot of the stuff. We have a pretty unique thing going on here with the game art. Either would you like... Just are, cut them in on it. Yeah. Would you like to do a split of profits since I technically bought this from you, but I'd still like to split the profits with you? Or do you not want it listed because of the environmental impacts? Yeah. Or yeah, he, you disagree with anything like, else? Like even just a heads up. Yeah, just one email. Yeah. There was. A, he, he's just like, yeah, I mean, there's like dozens of these artists. I'd have to be on the phone all day if I was going to contact them. So I'm just doing it anyway. Yeah. It's like if, like, if whoever the hell owns our old episodes now, yeah. whatever weird company it is that owns, like, probably a subsidiary of Warner Brothers somewhere mm -hmm. well down the line, if, like, if for some reason they just sold all of our episodes because there was a demand for it on fucking, like, Cinemax or something, like, mm -hmm. people, I don't know, people really want it. it. They wouldn't ever have to contact us. Yeah. 
But seeing that they sold I, it for like $10 million would, would be, be very aggravating. I, I would be annoyed by that. Yeah. Yeah, this guy, this guy uh, I mean, apparently his games are pretty good. But like, yeah, even one of the people that talk and talk to, they're like, yeah, no, he's a friend of mine, but he is kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> this seems like something he would do. Yeah. I mean, look, there's a lot of not great people out there. Yeah. Mm. Anyways, we got more news for you coming up. But first, this episode is sponsored by ExpressVPN. They've sponsored us a bunch before, so you already know the importance of protecting your online activity from big tech, who are always trying to track you, spy on you, and profit off of you. But there's, of course, another great reason to get ExpressVPN. Netflix. You see, thousands of shows and movies on Netflix are also, they're only available outside the U.S., so you need to change your country if you want access to them. Too expensive to fly all yeah. over to London. <laughs> Who's got the time or the money for that? Or even access. Yeah, but what ExpressVPN does is encrypt your data and reroute it through a server location of your choice. This not only protects your data, but also lets you control which country Netflix thinks you're in. Or MLB TV. I mean, maybe people are going to use it for that. I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Maybe that's a thing. ExpressVPN, they let you choose from over 90 countries, so uh, every time you run out of stuff to watch, you can just fire up the app on your laptop or smart TV, switch your country, and hit connect. Once you refresh the page, you'll get a brand new selection of shows. Uh, it is just that simple. And here's the best part. It's not just Netflix. Like I said, you can use ExpressVPN to unlock shows or sports on other streaming services, too, including BBC iPlayer, which is free and only available in the UK. A lot of good stuff on there. Yes, very good stuff. Uh, there's a reason why ExpressVPN is the number one rated VPN provider by publishers like Wired, CNET, and most importantly, us. Yep. Blackouts? What am I paying for? So, be smart. Protect your data and stop paying full price for streaming services while only getting access to a fraction of their content. Visit expressvpn.com slash newsday right now and get three extra months of their service for free. That is expressvpn.com slash newsday. Expressvpn.com slash newsday to learn more. I'm not endorsing the use of it, but... Do with it what you will. Uh, this episode is also sponsored by Caviar. Pizza, sushi, dim sum, falafel salad. Get whatever food you're in the mood for on the Caviar app with delivery from your favorite local restaurants. Caviar is the app that has the best local restaurants. Get them delivered right to your door. Caviar is all about those great restaurants, and that's why you'll find the best spots in your neighborhood right when you open up the app. With collections like Mediterranean, vegan, vegetarian, and more, it's super easy to find good food for whatever you're feeling. Looking for something that's not dinner? Caviar can also help you get ice cream, fun snacks, breakfast, a healthy lunch, and more. So get the Caviar app, get delivery, get food you want. And for our viewers, Caviar is giving you 20% off your first order. You just enter the promo code TECHNEWSDAY, all one word, at checkout. That's 20% off your first order with promo code TECHNEWSDAY. Download the Caviar app, Use offer code TECHNEWSDAY for 20% off your first order. All right, now back into the news. Uh, remember last summer when a bunch of famous people's Twitter accounts were hijacked and used as part of a cryptocurrency scam? That was the funniest day. Uh, you had people like Elon Musk, Joe Biden, Bill Gates, Barack Obama, and Kanye West tweeting out messages like, I'm giving back to the community. All right, I'm, I don't believe it already. <laughs> yeah. uh, but he said, I'm giving back to the community. All Bitcoin sent to the address below will be paid back double. If you send 1000 I'll send back 2000 I mean, it was clearly a scam. Yeah. Clearly. Anyone who fell for this deserves what happened to them. Again. I, got you, I gave $1,000 to Joe Biden, but, you know, he's going to send me 2000 back any minute now. An expensive lesson to learn. Sometimes <laughs> those happen in life. Yeah. And you learn from them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, clearly a scam. People are stupid. So the hackers, they managed to get $117,000 in Bitcoin before Twitter was able to fix their shit. And I, at the time, I was even saying, 
I would assume there'd be a lot more. So maybe people aren't as gullible. It was just one guy who was like, oh, Kim.com's like, oh, yeah, I can Seems like a my great money. deal. 117,000. Here <laughs> you go. Easy money. Here you go. I'll be, uh, yeah, I'll just, I'll just be waiting over here. Send it on back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a funny day. Like, Twitter was a mess. People with verified accounts couldn't use it, so it was all, it was just normie Twitter for like four hours. Yeah, it really gave me time to reflect on my life, do a yeah. little uh, meditating, and uh, I think I came out of it a better person. <laughs> anyway, the hackers themselves, they were identified and arrested not long after. And uh, now one of those hackers, Graham Ivan Clark, who was just 17 years old at the time, has pleaded guilty to 30 charges against him and will be serving a three-year prison sentence at a juvenile facility, followed by three years of probation. And it's a good thing he didn't wait until he turned 18 to try this scam, because if he had, he'd be going to prison for a minimum of 10 years under Florida law. One of his co-conspirators, also a Florida man, was 22 when all this went down, so he's looking at a much worse sentence if he gets convicted, which he almost certainly will be. Yeah. And uh, I, st- I was unable to find out what happened to those Bitcoins. Like, are they just sitting in an account somewhere waiting for these guys to get out of the clink? I, that's like, would you, would, well, I don't know. Like, you get out, your whole life's essentially ruined at that point. You had to start from scratch. And it's like, all right, maybe you're starting with $40,000 worth of Bitcoin. And by the time they get out, yeah. that Bitcoin might be worth $400,000. I know. It's actually a benefit because they literally can't touch it. So they just got to wait to see what the price is. Yeah. No, they, the best way to get diamond hands in the market is by going to jail. Yeah. You, if you're out of jail, you're going to be worrying all the fucking <laughs> oh, time. should I sell? About the price of Bitcoin. <laughs> it's going to drive you insane. You're, gonna, you're not going to sleep great. You're yeah. just going to be stressed out all the time. What you want to do is you want to buy a bunch of Bitcoin. Buy a bunch of Bitcoin. And, and then, then you want to commit a crime. <laughs> <laughs> then break the law in a really obvious, uh, you know, eye-catching way. Yeah. And you'll get locked up for a couple years. You bury your Bitcoin uh, uh, thumb drive in one of those geocache things, but you yeah. don't tell anyone where it is. Yeah. And then you get out of jail five years down the line, and baby, the returns are going to blow your fucking mind. Yeah. And while you're in jail, you know, you just you read, learn a skill. Learn some skills. <laughs> yeah. Take some classes. Uh, yeah. Read some books. Make some friends. Make some friends. Yeah. Get fucking jacked. Get jacked. You got all the time in the world. You're going to get out of jail. You're going to be jacked. You're going to be rich. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be every woman's dream. Uh, oh, oh! what's the other option? Go to college and go into debt for a degree that doesn't get you anything because any starting job wants four years of experience for people that have been in college for four it's years? bullshit. Yeah. Just buy some Bitcoin and break the law. Buy Bitcoin, do crime, get rich, get yeah. jacked. Profit. Not advice. <laughs> not advice. This is not legal advice. No. Uh, in another update to a story that we've previously covered, uh, here's some good news for Texas residents who were customers of the energy provider Gritty, not <laughs> not the Philadelphia Flyers Gritty, no. Gritty the energy company. Uh, they were customers of Gritty during that little Texas ice storm that happened earlier this year. And uh, as you'll recall, they were charged astronomical amounts of money for using electricity uh, in the thousands of dollars. But despite that, uh, Texas's attorney general has gone ahead and just canceled those charges, which is good. Wow, they can just do that? Yeah. Weird. Oh, that's so strange. Uh, as you'll recall, one guy got charged nearly $17,000 for electricity in the month of February, which is about 70 times what he usually pays for all of his utilities combined. So that guy's probably pretty stoked about not having to pay that to, like, maybe turn the TV on and see if... Somebody's like, <laughs> getting screwed here. I guarantee you somebody down the line's getting screwed and isn't getting their shit wiped out. I, yeah, I don't know. There's going to be a bunch of families that like their prices went up like 50 or 100 bucks, which is still a lot of money detrimental to that family. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, but you just pay it, okay? Yeah, I... I Someone's getting fucked. It sounds like Gritty themselves has declared bankruptcy. 
Uh, I declare. I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's uh, but yeah, that's good. Because you, you, you wouldn't want to be stuck with that bill, would you? I just hope that it was across the board and not just like, oh, these were outrageous. Let's just cancel these ones. Yeah. Because some guy's fucking running his pizza oven or something during the, <laughs> during the thing. So, someone was mining Bitcoin during the, the yeah, Texas yeah, yeah, ice yeah. storm. They're like, no. Running their pizza oven, has their hot tub going. Meanwhile, like a family's like around one space heater. So their bill went up like $50. And they're mm-hmm. like, well, it was only $50. It's just, Come on. They, they can pay it. Come on. Anyways, in another update, uh, remember how NVIDIA came up with the idea of just making their new video cards bad at mining Ethereum in response to the fact that GPUs are almost impossible to get these days? That seemed like a half-decent idea. Crypto miners have been buying up all the GPUs and making it hard for actual gamers to get their hands on them. So uh, why not just make NVIDIA's GPUs a bad investment for crypto miners? And meanwhile, they developed a new processor designed specifically for crypto miners. Yeah. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. But um, despite NVIDIA initially claiming that this solution was basically foolproof and uh, was like built into the hardware in such a way that it would be impossible to get around, turns out that's not really the case. Uh, NVIDIA recently released a new driver for the RTX 3060 GPU, and that driver inadvertently included code that removed the card's hash rate limiter. Um, so yeah, they quickly pulled that driver off the internet, but... It's out there now, and uh, yeah. anyone with an RTX 3060 uh, who wants to mine crypto can uh, find it and just get right to work. So yeah, uh, that didn't last long. Yeah, once you uh, open that, it's not going back. No. Nope. Anyone who needs to find ah, that shit. is going to find that because those cir- those circles are certainly, you know, yeah, very well. So, um, I mean, there was a lot of pretty valid criticism of that plan from the start, but now it's all moot. It just doesn't work. You can well, use I'm, <laughs> I'm patiently waiting for Joe Biden's uh, idea on how to solve this, uh, this shortage. The, the GPU shortage is, needs to be sorted out by the president and by Congress. They need to pass legislation doing something about this goddamn GPU you shortage. Fucking, I want ray tracing. You see that video of Joe Biden where he's like, it, it looks like he's clipping over the mic? <laughs> what is up with that? Uh, they, so it, <laughs> someone had like another angle of it, and it's yeah. because like there's, so there's a boom mic. And it goes under yeah, the so way that, he's standing? Yeah, he like, he leaned like into the, I don't know. He like stepped in front of it. It looks yeah. weird from that angle, but people were like, it's clearly CGI. I'm I like, mean, it why? looks really bad. It looked weird, but it's like, why would they CGI this of all things? Yeah, I don't know, especially with so many witnesses. It's like one of those things yeah. where it's like so many people would have to be in on it. That yeah. It's like there's no way it would happen, but it definitely looked fucking weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was, it was also he looked so frail and like terrible in it that it's like you at least do a couple more takes. Like he comes hobbling over to the. Yeah. <laughs> President Kamala Harris. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, well, it's good to know that it's not fake, president. but yeah, it, it really did look terrible. It looked weird. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he's not... Maybe Joe Biden's dead. We don't know. We don't know. He doesn't do press maybe conferences he is a or anything. Yeah. Well, anyway, stay tuned for... I just want the vaccine. Just give me the vaccine. Give me the vaccine, Joe. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So, not a lot of news this week. That's it. Uh, if you missed our St. Patrick's Day stream and want to relive that for whatever reason, yeah. it's it's there. You yeah, it's, it's unlisted. It. Go to the Twitter and you can find the link. Yeah, um, yeah. If, you, if you've if you got six hours to kill watching... Just skip to the part where you see Brandon in the middle. <laughs> and then... Oh, never a dull moment with Brandon uh, and stories about his... Uh, penis. His penis. Yes. Being his weird dick. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, check check that out. And uh, we'll, we'll be back. Uh, uh, there's a doomsday clock for MoviePass that we got to talk about. And I am, as we film this, halfway through the Snyder Cut. Oh, my God. I haven't even started yet. 
There's my weekend. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll see you soon. Bye.